Hello everyone, it's Michael with Michael Travels Podcast again, and finally wanted to get back here and tell you guys about um, my weekend trip. I went to New York City. I've been to New York State before, the uh, northern area, but the first time being in New York City itself, and it was just absolutely fascinating. was there for a short trip, just for a weekend. Um... I think I've mentioned one of my friends is actually um, starting a company there or <clears throat> testing out a company there. I asked if I wanted to come along. It was me and two other buddies. Uh, so for the most part, we were able to enjoy the city. A couple highlights. Of course, I didn't have enough time to see everything, but was able to see Empire State Building. Was able to see the Brooklyn Bridge and hang out in Brooklyn a little bit. Um was also, oh, in Central Park, of course, Central Park. Uh, I spent a whole morning uh, hanging out in Central Park. And it was really fascinating. Obviously, New York City's not for everyone. I live in Chicago right now. I grew up really in a very, very small town, 4,000 people out in the middle of nowhere. Um, gradually kind of started going into bigger cities. Um 100,000, 200,000, 500,000 living in Chicago. And it definitely, you can tell that there's so many people and a lot of tourists, obviously, too. One of the most interesting things that I noticed was how many different languages were being spoken. Looked up a couple of facts uh, on the internet. It's on the internet, so it must be true. But uh, I. Pretty much could say that it's probably pretty true, but they say that there's over a hundred languages in New York. It's amazing. A lot of the signs and everything is uh, dictating that, that uh, that there are a lot of not just uh, people that live there that speak different languages, but also, but also tourists as well. And that's what also fascinated me was looking at the tourism. Uh, I did get uh, some more facts I'm actually looking at a report done by uh, NYC and Company. I believe it's nycgo.com. Uh, this is a 2018 uh, report. But really for the uh, economic impact, it, it's showing up to 2017 is what it's looking like. Um but it looks like for 2018, over 65 million visitors. It does say that for 2018, um, uh, growing at an average of 4.2 per year, which is just just crazy. Uh, but what's really neat is total direct vendor uh, visitor spending in billions is 44 billion dollars, and total taxes generated by visitor spending. Is twelve point one billion. So it's really fascinating that uh, <clears throat> that the city is making so much money or supporting a lot of different things uh, with this tourism money. And one of the you know really neat facts about it, right? Central Park. You don't have to go pay to go to Central Park. You don't have to pay to walk the Brooklyn Bridge. You know, there's a lot of these free things that you can do. So. While New York is very expensive, um, food 
I guess going out to bars and stuff was pretty close to what Chicago would be, I would say. So a little higher than probably, um, you know, like your standard metro uh, type of city. Uh, but what really cost a lot of money was just getting around. Uh, Uber and Lyft, of course, they're everywhere. Taxis are everywhere, but they're very, very expensive to get around. A lot of people do use the subway. We actually took the subway from from Manhattan. We were in uh, Times Square where we had the hotel there. And actually was able to take the subway right close off of after we got done with uh, Central Park right down there. Um, but so that's one of the things that, that I see is, you know, if you can get around by subway or bus or something like that, try to do that. You gotta learn it a little bit because it was, you know, I, you know, I literally take the train every time I go to the uh, go to the airport there and back. Uh, take buses, trains, whatever I can. Uh, I really do prefer it um, in the city, especially if I'm going out or I don't want to worry about parking. It's really, really good. And the subway system uh, uh, overall seem 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 pretty satisfactory for the most part, but it is a little bit different. Uh, obviously, any city is going to be a little bit different, but where maybe mainly Chicago runs certain lines, so you've got the blue line, the red line, the pink line, the, the green line. This one goes by letters, and I didn't dig in well enough to, to really be able to explain to you how it works, but uh, obviously, you guys know that you can go on uh, Google Maps, put it in there and then you can do public transportation and it'll kind of walk you through where you need to go. So that's a quick, quick one right there. Um, again, just, uh, just had a great weekend. I wanted to kind of get with you guys with a, with a really, really quick one here. Um, going to be getting back, uh, now that the weekend is over, going to be getting back into talking about, 100 countries in one year. Uh, the next podcast, which will be a pretty quick one, also will be uh, on Panama. Um, that was one of the one of my favorite countries. Uh, you can use the U.S. dollar, so it makes it super, super simple, not having to uh, exchange money or anything. Uh, but that's coming next. So I'm trying to think if there's anything that I missed with, uh, with New York. Uh, oh, one last thing. So if you guys read any of my blog at www.michael-travels.com, I talk a lot about saving money when you're traveling, right? I think we're all trying to do that. Um, enjoy the city rather than paying a ton of money up front uh, in flights and hotels and stuff like that. So I will tell you, uh, and I, I apologize, I don't have the specific source that I got this from. It was another something similar like this to where they do statistics and whatnot for the city. And can you guess what the top two by far largest cost for tourism and travelers was? So flight being excluded, right? Because we're talking about just the impact in New York itself. So number one, we all know, uh, 
usually the biggest cost is how you gonna get there and where you gonna stay, right? So number one was hotels. Uh, I'm not for sure if they can somehow, if Airbnbs are included in that, I mean, would almost kind of think that it would have to be. I'm um, sure that they could get that information somehow. Uh, I don't know if Airbnb shares that information or not, or if it is based just on hotels, because that would be an interesting to see what kind of the breakdown would be for Airbnbs versus hotels. Uh, I had some, I had a bunch of points, wasn't planning on using them, so uh, I ended up just getting a hotel. Uh, so it was free for me. I think it was, I don't know, I even know how much it was a night, but uh, I would be interested to kind of see maybe in that same area what an Airbnb would cost, you know, compared to the hotels, because I use a lot of Airbnbs. Uh, the second one, the second largest uh, expense was obviously food. Now, I read a interesting quote or... I don't know what you what exactly you would call it, um, but apparently there's something called the pizza principle. And this is the first time I've ever heard this. Now, when I went to college, I you know I was really into economics. I was in the economics club, uh, all, all that stuff. Anyway, uh, they have something called the pizza principle, and essentially, through time, a slice of pizza there was about the or vice versa, uh, a slice of pizza and a subway ticket was about the same. And I do know when I first got there, I grabbed two slices. I was hungry, had lunch, but was getting there, getting ready to meet my friends. It was late. So I grabbed two slices. I think it was eight bucks altogether. I had some specialty. I thought they were about three fifty, four bucks. Subway, um... Subway ticket I did a one way, which was uh, you know uh, three bucks I think is what I did two seventy five three bucks something like that so it may not be exactly and it could be just the pizza joint that I went to uh, but there is a lot of a lot of options like that I know it's a little different than what we're used to I don't want to say that it reminds you necessarily of a gas station because there's obviously not a gas station in like a convenience store. Um, but it's certainly not, certainly not like a restaurant, you know, it's just kind of a market. You go there, they've got some food, they got pizza slices, they've got a couple other sandwiches and stuff like that. So, uh, you can, you can minimize some of the costs there, obviously. Uh, you know, just going to the market, grabbing some you know, grabbing some lunch meat or something like that. Uh, we were kind of short on time. So we tried a couple different eating places. Um, eh, but it was what it was. It was a short trip. So, uh, you know, if I was going alone or if I was going any longer, obviously if I was going in there for a week or two, uh, I would make sure hopefully that my hotel or Airbnb has got a refrigerator I'd go and get a loaf of bread, pack it up with some lunch meat, some chips, some uh, sparkling water or water or whatever you like. Uh, but, you know, that's uh, that's a little bit 
kind of my uh, my my point of view and kind of what I saw through it. So overall, it was a fantastic trip. Be honest with you, can't wait to get back there again. Not sure when I'm gonna have the opportunity. I've got a bunch of traveling coming up here very very soon, which I'll talk a little bit more about it in my next podcast. Uh, but that's all I've got for you, and. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions at all, please uh, email me at michael at michael-travels.com. Thank you.